Hello everyone, this is Charlie of the Reconteur Collection. I'd just like to welcome you to the new chapter. As you know, Reconteur Collection is a podcast hosted by two longtime brothers, some would say their whole lives, Jack and Charlie. The Reconteur Collection is a podcast about everything and nothing, and you are tuning in to the newest chapter. And I'm here to tell you, you can tune in at any time. You can tune in today. You can tune in next week. You can tune in in the middle of a chapter. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And now, without further ado, I would like to introduce Clumsy Titan, who is temporarily taking over the mantle from Tyler Cunningham so we can have a well-deserved break and the- Oh, oh, the music's taken away. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Talking in a little bit. chapter of the Tour collection. This is chapter four, episode one. Is that right? Is that right, Jack? Yes. Yes, it is. The Tour collection, chapter four, episode one. Hello, everybody. Tour collection is a podcast about everything and nothing all at the same time. It is hosted by two brothers. My name is Charlie, and I am joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you doing? You know what, Charlie? I'm doing pretty good. Um, taking it pretty easy. It's supposed to be like a rainy week this week, so I'm honestly yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, we had Laura and I had our first date night in I can't remember the last time yesterday. Uh, our parents were able to watch Ellie for the evening, and so uh, you know I took her out to dinner. We went to uh, a casino. Actually, did a little bit of shopping. Casino is actually just kind of depressing. It was fun when we played like, is, one yeah. or two games. Yeah, but then like looking around, you're like. Uh, Kind of just want to go to like Dave and Buster's or something, you know, something that's like more fun, more game. You know, yeah, I kind of it, it agree. was yeah. it was fun when we played yeah. the games, but like just walking around, you're like, oh. But then after that, we went bowling actually, and that was that was really nice. fun. So nice, and good good time, good night. It was a really good date night. So, uh, and in other news, uh, our parents uh, they got a dog. So exciting! Dog is super cute. Yeah. What's the what's the name? Dog's name is Nichols. <laughs> Nichols, that's kind of cute. It's, it's a it's a it's a black and white dog, and it's a corgi something mix. Oh, I'm um, it's sure. A, it's a really small, cute dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, very cute, very shy at the moment, but Ellie was over there and she loved it. She loved playing with the dog. So, okay. um, you know, it's been it's been a good week, a good weekend. Um, this is streaming. No one came to the stream today or Friday, but you know it's. That's all right. That's how it got to be just, sometimes, you know? Yeah, it was just me having fun. Although, George and I played a little bit of Warzone today, and that was that was fun. So Yeah. Yeah, I I always see your text, and you're like, Warzone? And I, I just, I'm always, like, working, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, he just didn't reply. 
the jerk. Yeah. Well, but, uh, how's your uh, how's your week? How's your weekend? Everyone, dear listeners, just a quick FYI: if this recording wow. sounds odd, it probably is because I got a new laptop to record on and to do work on. Um. So, and Jack and I literally messed around for an hour trying to get everything like reset back. So, if there's any issues, uh, you know, hopefully it's not unlistenable. But yeah, just let me know. Give me that. Give me that sweet, sweet feedback, and I'll answer the, answer your question now, Jack. Uh, my week has been going really oh, well. I was like, I was like, did you hear me? Did you not hear me? I, was I like, did. No, I Discord's did. messing up again. No. Yeah. So we, yeah, Jack and I have had a lot of problems trying to like get this episode started. So if this episode comes off weird or it sounds like poppy, that was kind of an issue we were having earlier, where Jack, I was coming through like robotic on Discord. So that might happen again. Despite that, we'll go ahead and push through and get it done. So if this episode seems weird because of that or shorter because of that, that is why. Not because we're, you know, going in a new direction. But this is chapter four. So it is a new direction. A new worse direction. (laughs) A new worse. Yeah, you know, as everything gets older. Actually, we're probably in the golden time, like the golden arc right now. Um, Probably around chapter five towards the end of that is when we'll start, Mm. you know, going downhill. So start doing topics about subjects that haven't even happened. Hey everybody, so have you heard about that movie, The Plastic Door? Well, God, what a good movie that is. That'd actually be kind of a fun idea to do. Just make up a fake movie and do... <laughs> that would you know, be I really a fun thought episode. The theme- yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, Jack, my week has been pretty good. Uh, it was kind of a tiring week, to be honest. I felt like I was always trying hmm. to catch up on sleep. But despite that, it was really good. Uh, Subnautica Below Zero came out. And I really yeah, love the first that? one. Second one is great so far. I mean, it's more of the same. Good, good, and so, good. like, it's I'm all for it. Um, it's just fun to play that game again. I really like the exploration of an alien world type game. Like, yeah. high up on my list. That's good. Uh, got the new computer. So I spent, honestly, most of Saturday, like, moving all the stuff over, re-signing up to all the accounts. And uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun to, like, mess around on it. You know, like, loaded up some, like, shaders on Minecraft. And it was like... Oh wow! I can't yeah, believe it looks like this. Able to run it, yeah, yeah. Um, tried to get into a little bit of Skyrim modding, and then I was like, I don't know how much I want to like play Skyrim right now. Even Charlie, super modded. You know what this means you should what? I, you should get, or I could I could gift you Phasmophobia, the ghost hunting game, and we could play it Phasmophobia. Together. I knew I knew there was like some game, yeah. So I'll definitely I think check that, out. That would be a fun game to play together. It really would. Yeah, so I'll definitely check that out. Um, then I also ordered a copy of my book just from like the store site rather than like the bulk site. And I got that yesterday as well. looks really good. I'm really excited nice, for it. So nice. I'll have 11 copies. Actually, I paid like a premium to get it sent <laughs> to get it sent. Um, so, but the bulk copy should be arriving Tuesday, I believe. So if anybody out there would like to have a copy of my book, to read and to go over uh let me know send me a message on instagram um not to push away anybody but i really only want to give away copies to people who are like want to actually read it and give me feedback because i really need feedback um and so if you're like uh i might get to it eventually that's totally fine to get to it eventually but i'll probably give a copy to somebody else so yeah, I mean, if they want to get to it, when they want to get to it, yeah. I mean, they can buy it off of the site or whatever. Right. So, 
you know, that's Is that how. Is going to go to you or not to you? Yeah, so I get $3 a cut per book. <gasps> so you just like, you got a, a sweet discount. But the book's, the book's price are, the book's price is 20 bucks. So I, I only get $3 per copy I sell. Anyways. It's not horrible. I, I don't think it's not horrible, but maybe it is horrible. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know how whatever. that, I don't know how the, you know, Malmanusha works. So anyways, everybody, <laughs> Jack, we'll, we'll wait for him to stop talking here. Um, um We're really okay. excited to jump into this new chapter of the Raconteur collection. Every chapter we try to kind of do something a little bit different. So you'll notice a song change. Um, the music this time, if I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but I believe it's by Clumsy Titan. Yes, it is by Clumsy Titan. Totally new vibe. A little bit new of electronic synth vibe. Really dug it when I heard it yesterday. Uh, Clumsy Titan is an amazing artist that does a bunch of small stuff. Some of you guys may be familiar with him, Jack. But, uh, Jack, are you familiar with uh, Clumsy Titan? Uh, kind of. I feel like he hasn't really done much recently. Uh, mm. You know, he's kind of hit or miss on whether or not he's going to actually do something new. But, I mean, I kind of like whatever he produces. He's produced a few things over the years. so uh, Right. I, I like what he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, the third episode of Tales of Ephemera was broadcast. You can find that just on the Raconteur Collection feed. Mm-hmm. That one features a short story written by one of our patrons, Lily, our sister. Yes. Lily featured a story in that one. And that one was very fun to do. Sorry, go ahead. If I might, uh, I mean, are you, are you done with the topic or can I? This is also about Patreon as well. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, jump right ahead. All right, so we have a message from Michael, uh, who was actually mm-hmm. on last week's episode, the Anime Megasode, uh, which has done great. It's performed very well, all thanks to Michael, honestly. So yeah, thank you for that, Michael. Michael, and, uh, we love you. Come back. Michael, Michael, yeah, Michael sends a message. Uh, <laughs> the Raconteur Collection brings an incredible free-form conversation that is highly entertaining, and every episode has me hooked, even subjects I wouldn't normally be interested in, in per se, streaming. Yeah, of course, because that's the least watched one. And that's actually videos. <laughs> uh, even still listening to this episode, I now lo- love watching streams. Yeah, because he actually came to the stream uh, and really enjoyed it. So That's awesome. You know. Oh, yeah, every Friday and Saturday I try to. Uh, good conversation, thought-provoking, and all-around good podcast. Two brothers killing it. So that is from awesome. Michael. And so he is one of the six patrons we have right now on Patreon. So really appreciate that's each awesome. and every one of you being yeah. over there. And he actually increased his pledge. So, I mean, I am i can't thank him enough for that. So, that's really awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. All the support and, you know, good things we've been hearing about people enjoying the podcast is uh, really great. Like, you know, it. Jack and I really just dis- wanted to do this because, you know, we love podcasts and we are like, we have a good back and forth. And then also we just wanted a project to work on together, like something we could do together and so it's just been that and it's been surprisingly easy to like keep going and to keep you know churning out the episodes it's one of those things where like it would be so nice to like you know move this into more of like a job but for right now kind of in the early stages i kind of like the early stages you know like oh yeah the early stage of like people like hearing about it and you know tuning in so yeah at definitely everyone we love your feedback so give us your feedback i mean if it's just a comment see we have some fun stuff for patron or patreon uh, planned you know uh it's just it's just all around a good time here 
Definitely is. But Jack, do you want to go ahead and jump into the topic? You don't try. I'd love to into the topic. And just one one thing before we <laughs> dive in, just dip our toes in. Uh, I did tell a coworker at work <laughs> about the podcast, and he said he ate, yeah. he enjoyed it a lot actually. So I hope he listens good. to more. And uh, you know that I was like, that's a very good like, unbiased, I think, uh, opinion right there. Uh, you know, someone we don't know personally enjoys it so that just tells us that i think we're in a good direction right now so tell, yeah. tell your friends yeah. you know they don't know what's tell your friends even. tell everybody about it well everyone thank you for listening that's all we have today i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> everyone today we are talking about one of my all-time favorite movies napoleon dynamite oh, directed baby. by jared hess and starring, uh, what is his name? John Hedder as Napoleon. Is that really his name? For some reason, I didn't think that was his name. Yeah, John, John Hedder. Hedder as Napoleon Dynamite, the titular character. You know, so when I was thinking of topics to do, I wanted to do something a little lighter today, something a little uh, comedy focused. I feel like we tend to do like either something serious or gaming, and so I wanted to kind of just do a really lighthearted, funny one. Napoleon Dynamite has definitely been one of those movies that has been a big part of like, it was a big part of like the kind of the zeitgeist when it came out. And it's just a big part of like my humor in general. Um, is it? Yeah. So I don't, I probably did say, but it's 2004 movie. So it came out in 2004, which seems like a really long time ago. Um, and it's just this weird kind of quirky comedy movie. I'm, most people probably, if they haven't seen it, have heard about it. And for me, it kind of falls on other two ways. You either have people who love the movie and can't get enough of it, or you have people who are like, I don't get it. This is not that funny. And I've always thought that was really interesting about like why people like either fall hard on either side. Like you don't have a, you know, how many people have you talked to, Jack, who are like, you know, Napoleon Diamond, this feels all right. They're just in the middle. It's like, no, they either yeah, love it or they don't like it. <laughs> so, Jack, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah. Give me some just like top level, like, uh, I don't know, top level like glimpses into Napoleon Dynamite. Like when you think of Napoleon Dynamite, what do you think of? So when I think of Napoleon Dynamite. was the first time you saw it? I think definitely of like, I believe it's set like either in the 80s or 90s. Uh, that's like the time period it's set in, or it could be early 2000s, I don't know, but it seems very 80s-ish. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's, it is hard to tell. It's kind of weirdly vague, but uh, I remember watching it, and the intro hooking me from the beginning, because it's just, there's no intro like that intro to the movie, because it's just showing like different yeah, meals great. with like, you know, the name either like the ketchup or on. mustard or whatever, you know, and it's, yeah, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Like that's, friends. that's Yeah, that's yeah. playing out, and... So it's off, you know, he's standing just like at the bus stop, like just waiting there. And it's just the whole movie is set up to be like, it is just kind of ridiculous. But, you know, it's it's set up to really just be like a really subtle comedy movie because uh, there's not much like I'm just, it's hard to like describe this movie. There's not much like just like slapstick, like in your face humor. A lot of it's just kind of with how the characters just act with each other. And especially just Napoleon mm-hmm. being like kind of a strange kid. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> the way he interacts in situations is really good. Um, even like the bully. There's just that. It's like a five second scene. 
Bully walks past him, shoves him in the lock, and he goes, jeez, and like, kicks at him. And cause <laughs> Tries it, to kick him, yeah. Because it's a different scene. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's really good. So, yeah. I, don't know, I think this movie kind of also is where I get some of my personal like, humor from. Definitely the vague kind of, you know, just moment-to-moment humor you can kind of find in almost everyday situations. Yes. Yeah. And I think that in particular is what gets me is the very mundane like day-to-day humor that it brings out you know it it's funny that the movie it for it being a 2004 comedy movie like it and having napoleon and it, it cuts a really close line about making fun of napoleon but then also kind of just being like oh but that's how he is though you know what i mean like you never feel like the movie is like just really like beating the crap out of Napoleon for like comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people like it because everybody in the movie is just kind of weird. Yeah, and that's kind of what I like about it is that like, you mean, I mean, in particular, I think of uh what's his name? I don't remember his name, but summer's boyfriend that like really buff blonde guy who looks way too old to be in high school. <laughs> and he's like handing mm-hmm. out buttons for summer when she's running for president and, and Napoleon be- takes the button and just throws it <laughs> and, run, and the guy kind of just goes yeah he just runs off or the scene in the beginning he's like so you ever shot a gun Napoleon <laughs> he's like I had to defend because for Wolverines because you're coming at me you know what I mean like it's just like it's so so strange and the strangeness is only helped by I think you made a really good point earlier where like you're not quite sure the time period it could be to the 2000s but just because this is such a rural area people are still sticking to like 80s and 90s trends you know Mm -hmm. but god like this yeah i think you kind of hit the hit nail on the head jack like it it really defined that moment to moment weirdness and kind of just letting the moment like they don't really tell you how to feel they just kind of like give it to you they're like there you you go because there's obviously funny parts you know where he gets paid and he's like for dealing with the chickens and the guy's like, I don't have my wallet. So I guess I'll pay you in change. Six dollars yeah. an hour. She was, he has all those like pennies like and nickels. Six dollars. <laughs> he's like counting them out. Yeah. He's like counting them out on the glass table or even just the small scenes mm-hmm. where Kip is like shredding this huge block of cheese onto some nachos. <laughs> and it just keeps getting bigger. With every- <laughs> yeah. Or, or like when Napoleon is practicing dancing and he comes out and he just like chugs whatever that what Kool-Aid or Gatorade it is. He just is like comes up to the th- fridge and he's like. LaFonda's <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> it's just. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like the overview, you know, but let's, you know, Jack, if we can. Yes, of course. Dive into the weeds. What do you think about Napoleon Dynamite himself? So John Hedder, Napoleon Dynamite. This is the first thing I ever saw him in. So what do you think about Napoleon himself? So I, the actor himself, I don't know what else he's been in. Um, I mean, do you know anything off the top I of your I think I've head? seen him in a movie called Bad News Bears, but that's about it. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I'm looking at Monster House. He played Reginald Skolinski. I'm, I'm not sure who that maybe that's okay. a, that weird boyfriend of the babysitters uh so but 
Napoleon himself is, I don't know how to describe him, but he's, <laughs> he's a, like a nerd, but he's not a nerd like Kip. This is back like when nerds and geeks were like two different things, if that makes sense, you know? Like Napoleon's, yeah. he's just like a nerd, you know what I mean? And he's just strange because mm-hmm. he's a nerd. And the Kip's like a geek because he's small, he's skinny, he's talking to babes all day on his computer. Talking to babes all day. <laughs> You're just jealous. And I love when he's like reciting his poetry to himself and he's like, and then I shall fly <laughs> so high and to the sky. <laughs> like it's <Yeah>. just <laughs> So I think there, I think that's the reason I like this movie is because like Napoleon, like there's nothing really special about him. He's just like the nerd main character. And that's kind of it. Yeah. You know, with like some weird quirks. You know, he's into Yeah. What is it? Like computer hacking skills nunchuck skills nunchuck skills but, you know girls only want guys of good skills <laughs> so i mean but napoleon's uh i don't know that's why like, all the characters in this movie like there's nothing like in unless you got like uncle rico or uh rex uh there's nothing like super stand out about them uh, they're all just kind of like normal people but just kind of weird or like yeah. just very stereotypical, like what they are, like, you know what I mean. So, mm, yeah, and I think what gets me about Napoleon Dynamite, and especially you know about Napoleon himself, is that I do disagree with you a little bit in that he is, while he is very like unremarkable, he does have a lot of heart. And when the principal is being like a dick to Pedro, and he's like. You know, I don't know if you understand English, but oh, your classroom is yeah. there. And Napoleon just goes over and is like, yeah, I'll show you where it is. And he just befriends this guy because, you know, he needed help. Yeah. And then at the end, when he does his dance, you know, like he just needed help. And he's like, well, no one else can do it. So I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, so while he is unremarkable, it's very much like the uh, when we had a discussion about like Lord of the Rings. You know, you have the hobbits. How the hobbits are unremarkable. Oh, so they have like he's heart, like, he's and that's like what Sam. makes them. So Napoleon is like Sam. He's like the Hobbit. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, like he's he just has like a really good true. center, yeah. which I think makes which makes him kind of dynamic. And like his frustrations and his trials through the movie, I think you really feel for him because yeah. you get that he's just trying to navigate the world mm-hmm. the best he can. I, I will say real quick, it says and of course, on the, on yeah. the wiki that Napoleon is a mouth-breathing geek, but I think he's more of a nerd and Kip's the geek, <laughs> but I mean, we'll just, you know, we'll... Napoleon, agree to do you want to have your presentation? <laughs> Close this notebook. Get some. <laughs> I love when he's... Six months, <laughs> scientists have been trying to explode Nessie. Scotland's local wizards have gathered together to help our underwater. And then you hear the laughing goes with like a snicker, and he like looks and is like, (laughs) (laughs) "Yeah, yeah." So Napoleon, I think, you know, of course, he is the main character. He's what's what's movie's called, but like he, I think, with his just who he is, like very compelling to watch. Like he's just interesting to watch, which is thing. Like, or in the fact that when like Deb. Like, he's kind of a dick to Deb when she first shows up at his door. But then, like, he keeps her stuff and gives the stuff back to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You left all your equipment at my house. I <laughs> bet my locker. 
And now we're moving on to uh, Efren Ramirez as Pedro Sanchez. This, okay, this might be a little too much, but Pedro cracks me up. And especially like when I watched this movie recently, Pedro is just as bizarre as Napoleon, but you don't get to see his life. And so he's kind of a mystery. Like, who is Pedro? Like, like Napoleon calls his house at one point and his sister answers. Mm -hmm. And he's like, is Pedro there? And, you know, that's the day where he's like, I just got really hot. And so I went and shaved off my, all my hair. Or like when he has the cool bike, where he's like, shocks, pegs, lucky. <laughs> like what? You ever take off any sweet jumps? You know what I mean? He has a little flag on his bike and <laughs> he goes over the jump <laughs> and it zooms in on Napoleon and there's that spider web going from his hair or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got like three foot air that time. Can I try really quick? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah i like how pedro is like doesn't seem to have a lot of like uh he has a lot of self-confidence where he just <laughs> what if he build a cake for yeah. summer to ask her to the prom he's gonna build a cake for something <laughs> or napoleon mentions his girlfriend he just totally believes him and he's like is she hot and he's like no yeah check this out. Pulls the glamour shots. <laughs> wow <laughs> Took her to Oklahoma to get some glamour shots. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> it's just, I know. It's like, and maybe that's why this movie resonates with me too, because, you know, growing up, uh, or Jack and I both grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but, you know, we've been around to a lot of different places in Oklahoma and like the very small town, isolated, like, you know, um, just community. That's just like, there's just a couple people there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just strange and uh pedro totally fits right into it and the fact that he ends up being the one to run for president and napoleon doesn't like you would kind of think it would go the other way where napoleon would try to run for president and then pedro would be his helper you know what i mean but i like how napoleon is like his helper within that so jack i mean what do you think about pedro does pedro stand out to you I mean, Pedro, Pedro like, he, you know, he does stand out to me very much. So just because he and Napoleon make a really good duo. But I wouldn't really say they're like a dynamic duo because, you know, again, they're just they're pretty normal, but they have these quirks. And Pedro is like, I like this girl. Then go, yeah, I'm going to build her a cake. And then the, he, they, they ride their bike up to her driveway and there's that long wide shot of him like running the cake up and then running it back and then he like taps on him you know and so it's just yeah it's it's just great how napoleon is very much like he doesn't seem to really care that much and so he just kind of says what he says but pedro is very you know kind of quiet you know pretty relaxed uh and so it's just funny when he's like go up there go he's runs up and just taps him (laughs) or he's like (laughs) <laughs> they're riding the bike back to Napoleon's house. Pedro's on the back, you know, pegs or whatever. Which are I've ridden yeah. those before. They're horrible to ride on. They're not fun to ride on. The, but I know. Yeah, I think they're more actually meant for like tricks or whatever. But anyways, and Uncle Rico just chucks the freaking meat, the like steak or whatever. <laughs> Napoleon hits him with the glasses. It's so mean. And Pedro doesn't say anything. You know, just quiet all the time. He's like, "I'll see you later." I know. Ta- you know, like taps off with the bike, and that. He does a weird yeah, little tap right away. Yeah, <laughs> so, to get up some speed. I don't know. I like I like how <laughs> meek and quiet Pedro is, but he ends up being like a really kind of good character for the for the movie. So, yeah, definitely. Now we're gonna go to Tina uh, Margarino. 
Majorino. 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 As Deb. Uh, Deb got... Jack, sorry, I, I took Pedro, so I'll let you start with Deb. But I, I love Deb in this movie. I think she's so good. What do you think about Deb? Uh, probably, like, arguably one of the best scenes. I mean, there, there's, like, two best scenes of Deb that everyone remembers who's watched this movie. Yeah. I'm selling, you know, these to pay for college, uh, these little trinkets. And, and it was like, I'm in an infinity of these at scout camp. And she's like, <laughs> well, is there anyone else in there um, trying to raise money for college? And then Gibbs like, yeah. your mom goes to college. <laughs> And she just like just like, throws her stuff and runs away, and you're like, "Oh, okay. yeah." And then that, the next scene is like, the points is down. Are you drinking? You're drinking two percent. Is that because you think you're fat? And then she's just like quiet, watching him the whole time as he's just talking. And he's like, "I have your yeah. stuff in my locker." And she just goes, "Where's your locker?" <laughs> you know, where's the locker? And but like in that, and then he learns from glamour shots, and there's a whole part where she's taking the the portraits of. Uh, Rico and Kip, and she's like, "Just think Something you're floaty. underwater, surrounded by seahorses. You know, take a breath out and breathe. You know, breathe in, and then now that in. that was something special." <laughs> he like slaps up. up. Uncle Rico slaps a fly away. I was already already done. <laughs> I was I was really relaxed. Right, Kip, there. get up here. I was relaxed there. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's it's the movie does such a good job of like being. Like how The Office makes you like feel like you're in these awkward situations. I think this movie has awkward situations without making you feel awkward. And so it's just funny. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, ooh. It's just funny. You know what I mean? You're not like kind of feeling that yeah. the awkwardness. And you're like, oh, man, like I can't believe he said that. It's just kind of like, <laughs> why is he like after his picture, that like really kind of weird smile he does, you know? And it was like, yeah, yeah, the fly. He's like, all right, all right, you, yeah. <laughs> Kip, you get up here. You got, yeah. a, you got a vest I could wear or anything, you know? I so, a vest I could wear. Um, but yeah. no, the scenes with Debbie are really good. I do like at the very end, well, close to the end, uh, they're at the dance, you know, and the plane goes with Deb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, you know, it, there's like a nice redemption, I guess, kind of with the two Where of he them. Touches, he touches her sleeves. <laughs> Like your sleeves. <laughs> While they're dancing. They're real big. <laughs> they're real big. She like made them or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so Deb I think is really good. And I think she kind of grounds uh, Napoleon and Pedro as they kind of like, you know, go through their misadventures. Like she, you know, helps them when Pedro's running for president. And she's also the one, you know, where Pedro, she does go to the dance with Pedro. And so you don't think anything's going to happen with her and napoleon but like there just seems to be kind of an understanding between napoleon and her which based on that first scene that you mentioned where she's trying to sell him the stuff you don't think will happen but for Mm -hmm. some reason they end up kind of connecting i mean they choose the new wig for pedro because he's bald (laughs) god god that scene with pedro when he goes up after the microphone after summer's thing and he's like and if you vote for me and his voice is all echoey (laughs) all your dreams will come true (laughs) <laughs> a loud echo. and it's just quiet <laughs> yeah it's uh but deb is great i think she really like she's really sweet and but like she's also like not she's naive but she's not so naive to when you know uncle rico comes and he's handing her the what is it 
the pamphlet for like breast enhancement where she gets really mad at Napoleon then. You know yeah. what I mean? It's because Uncle Rico's being a freaking dick, but you know, that's that's a, that's a whole other thing. Now, on to another one. I mean, all the characters in this, honestly, I really like. They just have a so lot of like really tough, iconic like, interactions with each other once you've seen the movie, you know? So like, yeah. As soon as you mention a character, everyone kind of has in their head a scene that they really remember with each character. Yes. And I think that's what's so great about this movie is that all the scenes that, you know, each respective character is in, it's very much about that character. But yet the whole movie, there's like, there's a plot to the movie, but the plot of the movie kind of goes into the background to let these moments shine, which I think was really smart to do rather than try to set it up to be like a story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like you have, and I think that's like perfect with uh, Aaron Ruel who plays, his name's Kipland. Kipland Dynamite. Kip. Dude, Kipland (laughs) is such a great name. (laughs) But uh, Kip is great in this movie. I mean, he and Uncle Rico's dynamic is fantastic when they're talking about trying to sell the stuff and when he buys the time machine and his relationship with LaFonda. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I was waiting at the bus stop with a sign for Lafonda, and how they like get along totally well too. Yeah. Like it totally works out. I hate how like he spells Lafonda. I'm not sure. Does he spell it <laughs> Lafonda? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I need to see if he's, if he's actually spelled it right. But he might have actually spelled it right. But it's it's just so funny. It's like poorly written on like you know marker, and she sees him, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, she's not gonna like him because he's probably, yeah. you know, he wants to be a cage fighter. Totally he not looks her nothing type. Like a cage fighter. But then she like she loves him, you know. And there's a whole like weird like foot scene, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> he has his <laughs> takes his sock, you know, his socks out of his flip flops or whatever, and is like, <laughs> yeah, sandals, yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird, but it's so good. Yeah, and it's it's so good because like, you know, both Napoleon and Kip live with their grandma, and you never understand really like the in-depth of their family dynamic of like why it's like this because like when their grandma goes to the hospital that's when rico comes in to like watch over them and so it's like but like both kip and napoleon are kind of old enough to like take care of themselves and it seems like they do so it's like what does their grandma actually add to this you know yeah, it seems like their grandma's always out doing something yeah, I think my absolute, this is, I mean, I think, you know, Uncle Rico is probably has my most favorite scenes, but my favorite scene with Kip is when Uncle Rico and him are sitting on the cat on the couch and they're watching his video of his stupid football throws oh my gosh. and he goes, and Uncle Rico grabs Kip's <laughs> knee and he goes, would you look at that? And like looks at it and like takes it off and they all kind of adjust <laughs> Like kind of scoot apart. And I love how like small it's they make Kip look so... in that scene. Like he's so far back on the couch. Yeah. Uncle Rico's like <laughs> he, like huge in the frame, you know. And it's just, it's just really good. It's it's really well done. Uh, or like how you see that Kip's a little evil when he tells Napoleon to try out the time machine thing. <laughs> and then Napoleon's like, "Oh, I forgot the crystals." <laughs> and then he goes and plugs it in, and it's like <laughs> shocking his crotch. And <laughs> the look on Kip's face, he's just like. He seems really excited. He's like, oh, it's causing him a lot of pain. <laughs> and then he unplugs it. He's like, does, does it even work? And then Uncle Rico comes out. And he's like, I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. Do you ever run across anything when you're in cyberspace? Anything like a time machine? 
cyberspace. He keeps like, yeah, I think I found, found a couple of things. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, that age of the internet is also great as well, where, like, Kip is just, like, in a chat room chatting all the time. I mean, as he tells Napoleon, I've been in his oh, chat room. Boy. He was jealous. I've been chatting with hot babes all day. All day. <laughs> But Jack, I'll pass it over to you to one of my favorites. I mean, everybody is my favorite, like I said, but John Grease playing Rico Dynamite or Uncle Rico. What do you think about Uncle Rico? <laughs> so I love the way he's introduced as this guy who basically still lives like he's in high school. Like he was good at football. Yeah. And that's all he does. And he has those lines, you know, back then I could throw a football over the mountains. Over the mountains. Yeah, if I go back in time. Coach would have kept me on. I would have yeah, taken go back, I'll take go back in time. Take state, <laughs> you know, and it's it was fu- funny also learning the detail that the guy who played him is actually I believe he was a vegetarian, and so, but like Uncle Rico loves eating meat, and so anytime he like eat meat in the yeah. scene, there are a couple of times you can actually see him like spit it out or like spit it out into his napkin and like you know not actually swallow it or anything. Uh, so it's just funny like mm-hmm. once you know that you can see that detail sometimes in the actual shooting of the movie. Uh, but I just love how. He's kind of like, all right, here's my business idea. Here's this. You know, he kind of has all these ideas to like make money or to get rich. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. even like to try to go back in time, like with the the crystals and <laughs> try to go back in time. So it's, yeah. you know, it, it has one of the best scenes when he's like, all right, here, see the bowl? He's like, no, this is some high quality stuff here. Try to break that. And he, like, how do you tear apart like a plastic? Go ahead and try to snap. That have you ever man. tried to snap like a plastic bowl? Like you, I don't think you really can do it unless you get your foot on it or something, you know? And he's just like, I can't, yeah, can't do it, you know? Can't. And his wife like looks at him like she's utterly disappointed. And he's like, you like know, you can't you do it. A piece set. It comes with a model <laughs> shit, it comes with this. you know, or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I want yeah, that. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> And it also has this scene where Kip tries yeah. to run over the bowl when he's in the car. <laughs> Pops, Pops it. it. And it's just like, dang it's it. It's just a lady just standing and there. She just drives off. Like, it's almost like they just got some random lady to yeah. stand there. So it's 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 a really... Dang it. Uncle Rico's just a really good um, character that kind of like is probably the weirdest one in the movie because he like makes videos himself playing football and he's just like throwing it past the camera and yeah. he's like, oh... Ooh, like interception or oh you know here's a fake out or whatever you know and it's you're like what are you what are you doing yeah, yeah. or even uh he, oh no he doesn't go to rex quando that's napoleon and kip but no. it's yeah. it's just so funny just <laughs> the scene where he's getting the picture taken the scene they're in the shop you know yeah talking about like how they're gonna make money and <laughs> go 24 pack put it back <laughs> go because some diapers too or whatever and can't it can't afford the 24 pack. it's all like in front of summer and he's like putting like the plunger and all the toilet paper and he's like oh yeah we need some of that it's just like dude <laughs> yeah uncle rico for me like he is like just like this con man like he's just trying to do these like pyramid scheme things where he's like trying to sell tupperware he's trying to sell like the breast enhancements later on you know what i mean he's talking to kip about laminating name tags so they can look official you know what yeah. i mean and it's just, and I think you, like, he doesn't, like, his character, I think, is kind of deeply sad, too. Like, more sad than, like, uh, Kip or Deb or Pedro or Napoleon. Because 
Uncle Rico just seems like really depressed with how his life has turned out. And nobody else really seems like that. Everybody else seems very like, hey, this is my life and that's cool. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Or they're just kind of living but, their uh, life. But Uncle know? Rico, yeah, he's definitely kind of like that agent of chaos in the movie, which pushes a lot of characters around. And it's because of that that I think you really see like Napoleon come into his own and like actually push back against his uncle because he doesn't like Uncle Rico. Yeah. You know what because I mean? He's like, a jerk. He's just a jerk. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's outdated, but it were, Napoleon's like, this is the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> and Rico's like, Napoleon, <laughs> you can leave. You know? <laughs> I don't mean to offend anyone, but Napoleon goes, you're freaking retarded. <laughs> like, gets up from the couch. <laughs> gets up and sleep. yeah it's really it's really no, yeah, funny it's just, just the way the interaction is because when having you have like younger brothers or anything you have just like people saying things like oh come on you know like that kind of stuff it it happens all yeah. the time so it's just it's really funny to kind of see yeah. that well and you know it, it i think it kind of begs the question Bridge. as well of like what and this is you know I thought about this when we were going to record this episode, right? When I suggested it, but like Napoleon and Kip's parents, are they dead? Like what happened to them? It almost seems like their family's kind of like in a stasis and like maybe Uncle Rico was affected by that. You know what I mean? Like maybe he, but then at the end of the movie, it seems like his wife or his soulmate or whoever, his girlfriend shows up at the end. And so he gives a little bit of redemption. You know what I mean? Like she rides up on the bike. After he's got his arm broken <laughs> by Rex when he goes into the house to Starla and he grabs those two pans and he's like, and you could be about here. <laughs> and then Rex comes in and he's like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you know, so I mean, like he gets what's coming to him. But yeah, it's uh, he I think is very dynamic in this movie. And I think kind of what makes the movie like function and move forward which is interesting you know what i mean so moving on we got Haley duff i think one of the bigger names playing summer why i didn't even realize that yeah i mean what can you what can you say about summer wheatley i mean i mean she's the vote for summer votes for summer does like the kind of like uh, what's it called like the the very preppy kind of i already kind of have it all but i want more you know stereotypical and it seems by her house that she's like oh, loaded yeah. like her and then her weird blonde boyfriend trevor snares don his name's don that's what his name is don <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it does seem strange that like you have and i guess it would be this way i mean it's you know that way but tulsa's a little bit bigger but like wherever they are like there are people that have money out there and she has the money you know, mm-hmm. and that goes for her friend, uh, Trisha Stevens, played by Emily Kennard, who Napoleon famously draws the picture for. Um, So, Jack, between like uh, Summer and Trisha, which I think kind of play that role of like the typical like, oh, man, the high school guys are going to get the hot girl at the mm-hmm. end. You know what I mean? I think they kind of play that like that subverted role. What do you think about Summer and Trisha? Took, took a couple hours shading your upper lip. You know, on the on the picture <laughs> draws for Trisha. No, I think it's just really good. The because like Summer, like she obviously plays a like kind of a, a somewhat big role in the movie as kind of what like the bad character in a way, or just like the 
person who kind of goes against Pedro and like running for a like, class president. Um, I like when initially Pedro's like, you know, he tries to ask her out. She just hands him back this super neatly folded, you know, she's like, hey, could you give this to Pedro? Yeah. Has a Napoleon after he's like, give there's that Pedro. great scene where she's yeah. doing something he's and he's playing, playing tether, yeah, tetherball he's, by himself. He's like, hey, have you seen Pedro? He's like, no, I haven't. He's like looking into the sun, like squinted eyed, you know, and she's like, well, you hand this to him. Unfolds it like six times and it just says no. And you're like, okay, well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A little heart. With I, I just like the way they portray these characters in the movie, uh, Trisha and Summer, because they've come off yeah. as very, you know, preppy, and they think like they're kind of better than them. And like Trisha's like, you know, mm. kind of pushed by her parents to go with Napoleon because they're like Napoleon's sweet, but she's like, no, he's weird. You know, uh, it's yeah. Well, and that's all because Uncle Rico is trying to sell the tumbleware yeah. to her. And he's like, oh, I still have to take care of him. He still wets the bed. And he's like, Uncle Rico just totally throws Napoleon under the bus for like some brownie points right there. <laughs> like, it is, yeah. So, I mean, these characters, um, they don't. You're going to the dance of that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Oh, um, <laughs> that's the way this. Like no, but it. I think these characters provide some good support just kind of to the main cast of, yeah. you know. Napoleon Pedro and obviously Rico as well but so it's uh they're good but to me there's not as, as many standout moments as the other characters so yeah you know I think it's interesting with those two uh Summer and Trisha how yes they're kind of set up to be like the antagonist or like the opposing force and you see that they are kind of mean but they never like go out of their way to like yeah they're not rico mean yeah they like never show them being like cruel which is kind of interesting in fact you really only see don her boyfriend laugh at napoleon you know what i mean and there's that one bully who like i don't i don't even think he's listed here but like he seems to be the only one who actually like physically abuses napoleon where he like slams him into the locker and it seems so painful he just walks by him The scene where he's like Napoleon has, takes those tots from Pedro's plate, yeah, puts them in his pocket, zips it up, passes it, it off one yeah. time, you know, and then like they're in class later, and he just opens it up and starts eating the tots, and the bully's like, "Hey Napoleon, hey, Napoleon, give me some of your tots." <laughs> no, Go, find your own. I'm freaking starving. I didn't eat. It didn't eat anything today. I don't. It's like, what is he talking about? Like he's eating at lunch, like. <laughs> he kicks in and they all fall. He's like, oh, oh gross. <laughs> uh, I believe. I was watching that with the, with the director's commentary, and the guy who plays the one is like, those are like the grossest, yeah, the cold, soggiest, yeah, yeah. coldest tots I've ever had. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's funny. No, go ahead. No, no I, was, I was done. I was done. I believe Trisha is in that happy hands group. That Napoleon is in at the beginning, <laughs> where they're like, "Some say I, I think love," you're right. which they don't force kids into those. So Napoleon signed up for that himself. It has that great scene where it ends, the song's playing, where it's like, you know, "Love is a river," and he's doing the butterfly above his face, and there's that shot from like above his hands, and he just seems so like defeated and sad in that shot. He's just like doing the butterfly flapping. 
Oh. Some say love. So then you got uh, Chandrella Avery as LaFonda Lucas. Then, you know, I don't... LaFonda doesn't play, like, a huge part in this. That being said, she is the one who gives Napoleon the stuff to dance to, the track. That is true. She also outfits kip in the sick cage fighter yeah i clothes. love how lafonda is nothing but supportive for kip and napoleon it's really oh my really gosh, interesting yeah. like because you just don't like you just don't see things normally work out like that like their relationship apparently like kip and lafonda is just totally great you know you all from all the surfaces lafonda doesn't seem that put off when she sees napoleon and he's super sweaty you know what i mean like yeah, she's she's just like, why are you so? She's just like, you know, she's asking about it. She's like, why are you practicing so... my dance moves? <laughs> you dance, you dance. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think Lafonda's pretty great, but uh, doesn't play a huge role actually. Like she kind of plays like a role in like the latter half, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Sandy Martin plays. <laughs> God, I, it's so funny seeing their full names. I don't think I ever knew this. Grandma Carlinda dynamite <laughs> their I'm grandma I'm is not honest. in it that much but she yeah. has some of the best signs like <laughs> make yourself a dang quesadilla like <laughs> that line i quote that line <laughs> all the time like it is just <laughs> i don't know why it's so funny or when she says that that whatever his name is lyle's coming over to uh get some more meat later and then lyle comes over and shoots the cow in front of the school that's full of kids so they're all just screaming <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's really good and then she has a great scene at the yeah. dunes where she goes off the dune <laughs> yeah there's not I mean, much, there's not much to actually say about her because you no. don't hear that much but she does have some really good lines so i mean she does uncle Rico comes back grandma broker cockix <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's not in it that much but uh you get that she is like used to being the boss of uh kip and napoleon like yeah exactly but she doesn't they don't seem to really react to her that much you know what i mean so it's really interesting mm-hmm. like i wouldn't see more of that dynamic then again i think it's so special because you don't see that much of it but i think she's really great like i think she totally looks the part that short hair very kind of like harsh exterior but then she has like this fun party loving side that she like has just kept up with all these friends. Like she's like drinking and driving around on the dunes and like, <laughs> like what is her life? Like what is she doing? You know what I mean? No, yeah, she's definitely kind of an enigma because you don't know much about her. But like she seems to be kind of you know living like she's like 30, 40 years younger. You know, she mm-hmm. like still has all this energy and sunglasses stuff, so. and yeah. Oh, Jack. I'm going out. Where are you going? <laughs> out. Out. Yeah, it's, just, it's real good. Diedrich Batter as Rex Quando. Oh, my goodness. Jack. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting to talk about this the whole time, but talk to me about Rex Quando <laughs> or Rex. <laughs> So, Napoleon and Kip go to learn some skills, mainly for Kip to become, like, a cage fighter. Um, and I don't know why they choose Rex Quando. I can't remember, but... I think it's an ad for it on the TV, because it has this ad where it pauses oh, yeah. and you see his finger I Rex shaking. the Rex Quando self-defense system. Yeah, and he's... Today! You know, he's like, yeah, his finger's shaking the whole time, and Kip's, like, writing it down, you know, on the pen and paper. And then 
Napoleon's like riding his bike and Kip's hanging on by like a rope and wearing uh you know the skates and so they get down there <laughs> this is like we're trying to get like our typical like if we ever do like a wrestler impression or just kind of like a tough guy voice it's like it's a rex voice you know yeah it's yeah it is all right my name is rex founder of the rex kwando self-defense self-defense system and it's just, over my time in the octagon I- <laughs> oh That's my all god gotta do now so good break the wrist and walk away you're gonna break, break the wrist. wrist. Walk away. You're gonna walk away. That okay. I'm sorry. I know I'm interrupting you, but like, no. T- take it. Take did, it. I need to know how often they broke during those scenes because it is so funny when he's like, "Grab my arm, other arm, my other arm." <laughs> it's gonna break the wrist. <laughs> walk away, and he like slaps the crap out of Kip's <laughs> wrist, and it's just this Kip's audible like, "Jeez, jeez." Now go ahead and, go ahead and get me. Yeah. Give me your best move. Again. Again. <laughs> He's just in this stupid... Kip, like, does the, Kip like, dips down, does a really slow, like, spin kick. <laughs> Smacks him in the head. <laughs> they He's leave, like, and oh. Kip's just like, that was a waste of time. <laughs> well, that was a total waste of time. <laughs> his bike's messed up. He's, like, slapping his bike. <laughs> He's, like, slapping the gear. Yeah. That whole scene, it... I don't, like... It pulls like from this weird, like old thing where like people would start their own dojos and like it's basically like this scam to get money. You think I go like, where? You I think am? I'm less of a man just, because I go home to start like, that night? I don't think so. It's like the bodybuilder. Think I go where I'm today. Be interesting, Peter Pan over here. And Kip's like, he's like, no, I got myself a pair of these bad boys. You want to round out and to the face where I'm wearing these? And the I don't think so. Like, shakes his head, no. He's like, no. <laughs> you know, Forget about it. <laughs> he's so good like he just steals yeah. that early scene like i i don't know how uh i don't know how they don't you know break down laughing it's so funny yeah and you know that kind of rounds out of course you got i mentioned earlier uh, trevor snar as dawn and they have ellen dubbin as aunt eileen but i don't know who that is aunt eileen Aunt Eileen. I guess I, can, I guess I can click on her name and yeah, find out click, who click. it is. Oh, she's the lady who plays her aunt. Interesting. I wonder why her name's Aunt Eileen. She's uh, Trisha's mom. Oh. Yeah, yes. she doesn't have that much of it. Um, but yeah, you're going I, to that boy. <laughs> you're going to dance with that boy. Boy. Um, yeah, this movie, I think like I said at the start, really shaped like my sense of humor and like what I look for and things being funny. Because Jack we did brought watch up, it very young. Yeah. Jack brought up um, Nacho Libre, which I believe is directed by the same guy, Jared Huss. If you did this. And it has that, Nacho Libre also has that same kind of like weird timing to it where he's like, I brought you some toast and he like slides the toast under the door. You know, like... That being said, I think Jack Black carries the movie a little bit more. And Napoleon, while, you know, the whole movie is about Napoleon, Napoleon doesn't carry the movie by himself. You know, like, the whole supporting cast carries the movie. And I think that's what's so good about it. And just the number of moments in the movie. Like, when Napoleon is going through the thrift store, and he finds that knife, and he's like, oh. He, like, puts it in his pocket. (laughs) Like, Like, there's so many, like, just small things 
Or like when Pedro sets up the uh, pinata of summer and people are like beating it down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I would really love to see the kind of like the origin of this movie. I know it's based, it's like partially adapted from like a short film by uh, Jared Hess. And so it's like, yeah, they had like this idea, but like, who, why did you think this would be a good idea for a movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. think about it, you pitch this movie. Okay, no, so Napoleon Dynamite is about a group of friends, but they're not popular. And they're kind of nerds. They're kind of weird. Okay, okay, cool. So what's the story? Well, it's about Pedro running for president, and Napoleon dances at the end, and people kind of like, you know, come and they're like okay so there's not really a story and they're like no not really it's just kind of life and that's what i think what i like about it so much is that it is just like this weird slice of life that you can't imagine has gone on and has come before which i think is so cool jack that's that's well what are some other what are some other notable moments for you i I have so many i still want to bring up but what what are some that get you uh let me take just a water real quick uh, listeners, make sure you I love drink it when water during the day. And tasting the milks for the <laughs> farmers festival. This one tastes like the cow got into an onion patch. Correct. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and Pedro goes and he's like, "That little nipple right there, no, it shouldn't be there." The guy's like, "Correct." It's like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, one one of the best scenes is they're having lunch for for those. You know, the farmers provide them lunch when he's doing he's working at the uh, chicken coop. And it's just like like plain white bread sandwiches with like a slight like a single slice of ham or something. And like just raw eggs to drink, or I don't know. It's some weird Okay. Is that what that is? I don't know. Is it know. just raw eggs? Or is it orange juice with eggs in it? It might be both. I don't know. Whatever but it is, is it looks disgusting. It's so funny. Flies all because over. Yeah, <laughs> the guy, one kid takes a bite of the egg, you know, and the guys—they're all sitting there like, "Oh, it's good, right?" And the old guy's like, "Back what I found, you know, in a dry bed, I found back to the overhead." And Napoleon's like, <laughs> "You know, it's just, don't have my chicken." Do, do the chickens have large talons? Do they what? Do the chickens have large talons? Boy, I don't understand a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really you know. Well, I still say that one to this day. It's it's a really it's got a really it's got a lot of really good lines, is what I should say. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a lines funny movie, I think. In moments. Yeah, and like or the moment got this still to this day I wanna know what's going on, but when uh Rico is taking Napoleon to the dance and he has his new suit, which has a fantastic walking montage when he sees it on the mannequin. And then He's like waiting in the car for him to make this sale. And Rico's just not coming out. Napoleon goes and knocks on the door. Nobody answers. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And Napoleon like looks at his watch and just takes off running. And I love this this, this long wide shot. And Napoleon just running. Pauses. <laughs> and he's like not moving his arms at all when he runs. It's just like. Just... First of all. Rico's what cut, was Rico, Rico doing? Dude I. Probably doing the Pedro's dude. cousins come. Pedro's cousins. So you're like Pedro's cool cousins <laughs> from out of town. <laughs> See, <Yeah. laughs> 
music's blaring <laughs> and like I'm, that's a really like you know it's a dope car you know <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny <laughs> and then he goes and picks up trisha and his dad's like what is that thing on my driveway and the car's like hydraulics <laughs> <laughs> going off and, and, and then a, this, the next scene is it cuts and they're all in, she's the car. in the front seat and pull into the back seat <laughs> yeah it's oh my gosh or um that part god this whole movie because like then right after that they get to the dance and forever young is playing and trisha immediately leaves yeah she's like and then napoleon goes into the bathroom he's like eating a huge thing of gum and then he just swallows it (laughs) 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 he's just like staring in the bathroom mirror and then like when Trisha's waving at people, Napoleon is like looking around and pretending to wave at people too. <laughs> yeah, like hey, you know. It's it's kinda sad, but it's also it leads up, you know, to it him and sad, Deb yeah. dancing and that fade out with Forever Young playing, which mm-hmm. I like I said is a great song, honestly. I was thinking seeing some of the awards, but I don't know them exactly right now. But it is yeah. a good song, mind you. Uh so another another good scene. It's got it. Oh, sorry. I just hit the microphone. Another good scene is <laughs> takes that thing out for Tina, their llama they have in their backyard. It's like, Tina, you fat lard. Come eat some ham. <laughs> and just like, eat the food. Throwing it down. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and you're like, is this just how this llama's life is or alpaca or whatever it is? You know, it's just kind of whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. I mean, that's something that, again, our whole family will quote, you know, just anytime anything remotely is like that scene, it gets quoted. It just it just happens, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, Trey, and, you know, you got another one. Yeah, I mean, how can we not mention Napoleon's dance scene at the end? Ooh. I, you know, I like the dance scene a lot, um, and I love how the music you know how it ends and he runs off the stage and everybody starts standing up and clapping and the music that plays that goes all the way to like La Fonda, you know, and Kip's thing. And then it cuts to it and ends with them on the tetherball thing, you know, and Deb comes mm-hmm. up and I think it's just such a good like ending to like round things out. Of course there is that like deleted scene or it's not in some versions of the movie, but where Kip and LaFonda marry in the ceremony and Kip comes in on the horse. No, Napoleon comes and in on the horse. And he claims that it's a, say what? Napoleon comes in on oh, the Napole- horse. Oh, Napoleon. That's right. Napoleon's yeah. on the horse. And, and he's he claims to, like, that, doesn't he, just, <laughs> doesn't he say that he like tamed it himself? Yeah, I think he says <laughs> he tamed he it himself says? or something. <laughs> and then LaFonda and Kip ride off into it on the sunset. I yeah. d- what is, what is Kip's thing that he says at their wedding? Uh, no, yeah. It's all like, yes, I love technology. But not as much not as. And he's like, why? He's like, he's crying and he's wiping his eyes. And you're like, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what? I feel like we have covered most of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. But yeah, I for anybody out there who has not seen Napoleon Dynamite and you've gotten this far and what we've said sounds interesting to you, definitely give it a give it a watch. It's pretty short, pretty short and sweet. You know, it's one of those movies that I feel like fits in 
really well whenever because of the kind of the ambiguous time period you're like does this take place in the 2000s in the 1990s and the 80s no idea we have no idea when this movie takes place which i kind of like but yeah you know jack i think that's about all i have for napoleon dynamite i mean is there anything else you'd like to add i think that's i think that's about it too i mean this is just like it's a good fun movie to watch if you're able to find it and watch it i would recommend it just because it is a fun it's a fun time it really is so <coughs> so i gotta sneeze one more time <coughs> so i mean i just hope that you know the listeners enjoy this more kind of relaxed chill episode talking about something that we both just find funny uh and it's very entertaining to us and that we both recommend it's just, it's good to watch you know with the family or if you're not sure what to watch you don't really got to pay attention to it it's got some really good scenes in there that I, I think it can make almost anybody laugh, but then there are people who just don't like that kind of humor. And I understand that, but yeah, at the same time, I don't understand that you, you gotta yeah, just have some fun is all I'm going to say. Definitely. Napoleon dynamite. Fantastic movie. If I had to give it a rating, I would definitely give a it four. <laughs> out of 10. I would give it, probably like an 8.5 or a nine for myself. It's like pretty perfect. Like, I don't know what I would change about it. And so maybe I would just rate it perfectly. I mean, now now that I'm saying it out loud, like there's nothing in this movie that I don't like or any of the scenes that I don't like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, from Kip going off the, or from Napoleon going off the ramp, (laughs) racks his balls on the bike and, they're they're just so what's great about the movie is the more you watch it you know of course everybody remembers napoleon's dance everybody remembers you know tuna eat the food but like the more you watch it it's more the smaller moments that you start noticing Mm -hmm. like where napoleon calls kip he's like you freaking idiot and like the tip of his nose like tips down a little bit you know what i'm talking about oh yeah kind of like squishes in or whatever and then the doorbell rings he's like i'll get it it slaps the crap out of Kip. It seems like it's like a genuine slap. It really does. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the new chapter of the Racketeer Collection. New chapter. This episode has been all about Napoleon Dynamite. If you like what Jack and I do here with the Racketeer Collection, check out our Patreon. Lots of cool things on there. Right now, uh, the Patreon is really about support and you know getting us the things that we can buy those little promote ad things on yeah, facebook i, I will say right now we're about halfway to our first goal so of a hundred dollars a month so about halfway there yeah. a little over so. And so we're yeah and you know everybody who is supporting us now like thank you so much like it really means a lot and i want to do more for you as far as like doing like you know subject walk salons where We'll set up a little Discord chat or having like a Discord where, you know, we all can communicate. Whatever sounds good to you, a lot of what Jack and I will be doing and doing going forward, of course, will be, you know, pushed forward by us. But I like it to be shaped by everybody who supports us out there, yeah. everybody who follows us like, on Facebook, everybody who messages us yeah, on Instagram. Something. It's like I know some people on Discord. So actually, I started working on a uh, Discord for the Racketeer Collection Uh probably about two hours ago i just kind of got that little set up i want to get some more specified channels in there but like you know do you guys want us to eventually make a website or no like do we even need a website right now you know what i mean or just it just depends on how things go so 
we'll kind of do as you know people request it or you know want it we'll see what we can do so yeah and for the first time we're going to be fading away into a different song fading away jack how do you pronounce the song's title how do you pronounce it yeah um it's just revi it's just i ever backwards revi what is coming in right now what you can hear as now we're not opening the tavern door anymore we're not we're plugging in now we're fading away into the synth wave background kind of a sad reference now that Grant Imahara died. It's really sad. Yeah. That reference taken from Mythbusters when they throw Grant into the water of the shark and he starts freaking out like I would. I mean, I'm already spooked enough by like swimming in like our old neighbor's pool when the water was cloudy. I hated it. So I can't imagine being in the ocean with like a thing like that. Like that would feel horrifying. So, you know, everybody. Thanks for sticking around to the very end. Goodbye.